0: Everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan.
1: I'm Evan. I'm Matt.
0: And this week we keep milking that NFL draft for all it's worth and talk about some passable dogs that had their name called.
2: Yeah. I mean, the one sports thing that happened other than that Michael Jordan documentary, I guess.
0: Um, yeah, I looked into seeing if any Korean KBO baseball players went to tech and they didn't. So that was a oh, dang, that didn't work out for us quite as well.
2: I did find out uh, via La Tech report the other day that Scotty Pippen's sister played for the texters in the early 80s. So I guess there's kind of a tangential relationship there to the MJ documentary.
0: (laughs) So let's go to the one. Sports-related thing that has happened recently that we can talk about in a actual Tech connection, the NFL draft. Of course, Sneed and Amik were drafted this year, and that makes the seventh time in eight years that a Bulldog has heard their name called in the NFL draft. According to our good friend LaTex Sports Report, Tech has had 16 players drafted since 2010. Which is more than any other G five school within a eight hundred mile radius.
1: What what a very particular. Statistic. Yeah, so
0: like
2: that doesn't include <laughs> Boise, I guess. Yeah, who? Wh- where's the cutoff? <laughs> like who?
1: Where's eight hundred miles away?
2: Yeah, what's eight hundred miles from Ruston that has more than
1: us? going north that's like iowa that's like minnesota almost
2: yeah i i don't know it could be like ucf is ucf within 800 miles
0: so i did as a crow flies map around Ruston. central florida is within that south florida is also miami isn't so if i guess if fa or fiu had no graphics which they don't yeah marshall marshall is inside of it
1: wow Des Moines, Iowa is 780 miles from Ruston. Yes,
0: all of Sorry. Iowa is inside. Wow. It kind of stops at the Iowa-Minnesota border.
1: Iowa is a beautiful state.
0: Also, most of the Gulf of Mexico, but that's probably not very useful. <laughs> there are a lot Cuba. of
2: G5 teams out there in uh... yeah. <laughs> on oil rigs yeah but i think i cut you off before you said the other schools uh that in addition
0: to that very specific group of g5 schools (laughs) within an 800 mile radius schools like vanderbilt texas tech kansas state and washington state wazoo all have fewer draft picks than tech has had since 2010
1: that's pretty crazy i mean i i can't believe it i mean that's cool but I can't believe
0: it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had quite a bit of success dating back to 2010 conference yeah. championships be damned, but like <laughs> we've put together some good years and you expect good players to come from good teams. We also had some down years in there and still got players drafted, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Yeah. So to start this off with a little bit of trivia, mentioned that this was the seventh time in eight years that a Bulldog has been drafted. So between 2013 and 2019, as far as, I guess, 2020, can anyone guess the year that no tech player was drafted?
1: Was it 2017? It was not. Hmm.
0: Carlos Henderson and Trent Taylor were drafted in 2017.
2: Oh, God, I'm sorry, Trent.
0: <laughs> Evan, you got a okay. guess?
2: Are we talking calendar year?
0: We're talking when the draft happened.
2: Oh, when the draft. Okay, because I was thinking 2014 season. I'm trying to rack my brain. I know Houston Bates ended up in like a practice squad, but I don't think anyone else. So I guess that would be the 2015 draft.
0: 2015 is correct. Ooh. Evan gets the one and only point of this whole yeah. episode because that's the only trivia <laughs> question.
1: But there's a lightning
0: round. That was the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So establishing that, I kind of wanted to look into the last few years of draft picks for Tech alum, or I guess players that at least went to Tech, and see how they're doing, where they are, are they still on teams, etc. Kind of going back through time. Of course, Sneed and Amik, a little too recent to say where they are because they just They're got both on their
2: pick. way to Hall of Fame careers, we know. Yeah, of course. Carry so on. So it's everyone
0: on this list. <laughs> just depends on which Hall of Fame you're talking about.
1: <laughs>
0: First up, last year's draft pick. Does anyone remember who got drafted in 2019?
1: Jay Ferg. Last, well, besides Jay Ferg, who else? Was it was anybody? Yeah. It just Jay Ferg.
0: And round three to the Baltimore Ravens.
1: How did he do last year?
0: He started in nine games as a linebacker. Tacked up uh, 31 total tackles and two and a half sacks. That's so- not...
1: he's kind of playing that
2: like that edge rusher from the linebacker position right like not a
0: well he's kind of a do
2: they
1: run a three four i I don't really know much about (laughs) nfl schemes honestly well he's kind of undersized isn't he for nfl offensive tackles
0: for an offensive tackle definitely (laughs) no you know what i mean
1: mean, (laughs) to to battle against nfl okay i wonder what he's listed as now jay ferg if you're listening that wasn't a diss please don't kill me
0: (laughs)
2: yeah pretty sure Jalen ferguson could like murder all three of us at once if he wanted to
1: (laughs) we love you jay ferg i'll never forget the utep game i watched (laughs) that on my phone in the streets of minneapolis
0: so i'm seeing an article that says the rate some teams run the three four some run the four three the ravens are just revolutionizing defensive football so i don't think it's a very good answer to what scheme so, do they run yeah
2: <laughs> what what scheme do you run yes, yes. <laughs> so Ferg, fergie's listed at 6'5", 275 right now jesus so yeah, he's not, christ he's, <laughs> I, I didn't realize he was six foot five how did <laughs> I, don't, I not know
1: that that's absolutely monstrous yeah but i, I mean
2: 275 is not like like you're saying that's not d de- defensive end weight at that height especially, right? So, I i mean, I could see why they moved him to linebacker, and especially if they're playing uncertain defensive schemes. I mean, yeah, sure, make him a linebacker. But yeah, I mean, 31 total tackles, it's not bad.
0: Yeah, rookie year, it's hard to judge based off that, but the fact that he's getting involved with the team speaks volumes. Yeah.
2: Which games did he start? It looks like he first saw action in week five. Was he hurt or something? And I'm not remembering. I don't remember, but see or maybe somebody else was let's see yeah he he saw his first action in week five and then played in every single game after that but obviously didn't start all of them but um yeah it looks like his best performance he had uh four tackles three solo tackles and one sack against uh the texans in week 11 a 41 to 7 victory for the ravens so obviously a very good spot for him to be in uh playing on a team that's you know, until they played the Titans last year, was uh, pretty much odds-on Super Bowl favorite, right? But sure,
0: it's also yeah, worth so- mentioning the Ravens themselves. They started the year with two wins, then two losses, and then never lost again. So that fifth game is when Jalen Ferguson made his first appearance, and they well, have not lost a regular season game. So.
1: There, there you go, regular seasons. I think our yeah. boys from Tennessee uh, lay the wood down on hmm. their bitch ass.
0: As a Saints fan, the playoffs don't matter anymore.
1: Yeah, what are the playoffs? I don't... Yeah, it's like the <laughs> 90s all over again, guys. so weird that coronavirus canceled
2: the playoffs three three months before it actually got to America, yeah. but...
0: Where's my paperback again? <laughs> <laughs> um, we <laughs> only we wear
2: those in January, Nathan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my new coronavirus mask. That's the doorbell.
1: Oh, look, it's Aaron Brooks.
0: <laughs> so
2: I don't see... They don't have stats for him here in the playoff game, so I'm not sure if he just didn't play or if this is just regular season on their website. But anyway, yeah, so so Ferguson will be entering his second season um, and hopefully will continue kicking ass, right? I mean, started nine games, played in all the, all the games to end the season starting week five. So seems like he, he's becoming a, a good part of that defense.
1: Yeah, I just, I hate it when players that I obviously want to be great play for teams that I have such unwavering hatred for
0: you see i actually like the ravens even beyond the the jalen ferguson kenneth dixon mark ingram of it all
2: yeah yeah and i don't really i don't really have anything against them either so no they they
1: no
0: (laughs) (laughs) so moving on to the next player down on this list i know evan's on the little sheet we use for the notes but matt (laughs) can you remember who was drafted in 2018 one player
1: the one player I feel bad when I don't remember.
0: (laughs) In round six?
1: Round six. To the Saints. Oh, was it Boston Scott? Yep. Yep. He's named after a city.
0: (laughs) You were the first person to ever make that. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: Exactly. boston red sox scott
0: yeah so evan you want to tell us a little bit about him i mean so
2: i remember during the saints training camp i mean people just started talking about him and and posting clips of him and stuff and obviously i follow a bunch of saints accounts on my like personal twitter so i was seeing all that but it was great to see how excited the saints fans were getting about him and then he actually made the 53 man roster which i don't think we expected i I think we all kind of thought he would get cut and then end up on the practice squad
0: Spoiler alert! But uh,
2: uh, he made the fifty-three, for a and then they then they cut him that like the afternoon after that to sign like a an additional tackle or something. And so I, I think he ended up staying with the Saints on the practice squad for like a month or two, right? And then the Eagles uh, came he, and
1: yeah, they plucked him up off the uh, Saints practice squad towards the end of the season in uh, December. Yeah,
2: yeah. and I, I don't remember if he had any action with the eagles there towards the end of last season but uh or towards the end of the what would that be 2018 season but in 2019 he actually got some action with the eagles nathan what what you got on that
0: yeah in 2019 so this past football season he rushed for 245 yards on 61 attempts that's a 4.0 yards per carry average also racked up 204 receiving yards but more importantly capture the hearts of philadelphia fans i would say they everywhere but mostly in philly Bo-
1: yeah boston scott i fi- i see him on twitter a lot fans in philadelphia love boston scott yeah he's uh he definitely has a big following people love that guy he's a he's a likable guy and uh Phil- philadelphia fans notoriously awful so uh it's <laughs> nice it's nice to see they uh support our guy like that
2: yeah and i think it was his uh like ghost spin move that he had in that game um that kind of captured everyone because i think the nfl account uh tweeted that out and it had like god i don't even know i mean thousands of retweets and and likes and it was just like who's this guy spinning
0: it feels worth mentioning too after this six foot five jalen ferguson boston scott measures up at a five foot six yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he did actually get involved a little bit in 2018 on specialty. So he didn't list any carries or receptions, but he did see action.
2: Yeah, his best game this this past season was um, the uh, last week of the year, actually, against the, the Giants. He carried uh, 19 times for 54 yards. So not not a great split there. That's 2.8 yards per carry but three touchdowns. Also caught four passes for 84 yards. So yeah, so I mean, a very, very productive end of the season there for him. And it looks like, you know, they may, they like that Darren Sproles type role there. And he, that's kind of the player that he's most obviously comparable to. So hopefully moving forward, Boston Scott will have a place um, in their offense.
0: Yeah. So now moving on to 2017. Matt in, in 2017, three players were drafted. Do you well,
1: I already who? I already besmirched their names earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, 2017 is like the worst year to pick for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm I know, I know Carlos Henderson was drafted and Trent Taylor was drafted. I honestly have not the slightest clue uh, what side of the ball was drafted after them. Those two were on offense. Was it another offensive player?
0: Defense. A defensive player and yeah. someone who's still in the league. So.
1: Wow uh well now if I don't get it, I'm just gonna be stupid.
0: <laughs> He's
1: a starter too for his team. Wow, thanks for making it worse, Bud. A team in well, Texas
2: uh, that's in the <laughs> NFC. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Xavier Woods. Yeah yeah, there we go. Wait oh, yeah. <laughs> some applause here. What's crazy is, like, uh, I know you guys have all the notes, so f- you guys. <laughs>
0: that is fair. We are staring at the answer. Uh,
1: but the thing is, like, uh, I, I, it's just hard to believe it's been that long since those guys played for Tech. I mean, I feel like Xavier Woods hasn't been gone that long. That's nuts. Yeah. I love you, Xavier. 100 Acre Wood.
2: Yeah, so Xavier Woods, he won a starting spot with the Cowboys during his rookie year, which I think Nathan had his draft profile up for the episode we put out a few weeks back and they predicted he would be a fringe practice squad player i think is that right he very quickly established himself and we kind of knew that he would right because he's he's like a cerebral player right he understands how offenses work and he's a student of the game that kind of player so you know obviously he has loads of raw talent too he's an nfl caliber starting safety so uh, but but really just the way that he approaches football is you know, gives him a leg up, I think, on on some other players as well. So looks like he started every game in 2018 and 2019. Is that right? I believe so. That's kind of crazy. See, looks like he didn't play in the third week of this year, maybe. But I think he got injured, though. I don't know. So yeah, for the Cowboys so far, he's got five picks. Doesn't look like he's scored any touchdowns, though. Cut (laughs) him. So one of his best games of last season was against the giants in week one, where he, he had uh, 11 combined tackles and one forced fumble and the Giants or they the Cowboys won that game 35-17 yeah
0: so in week nine of that same season when the Cowboys met up with the Giants yet again the Cowboys walked away with a 37-18 victory and Woods was a huge part of that recording an interception and a forced fumble and that gave him the title of NFC defensive player of the week
2: turns out uh Xavier Woods is a giant slayer that's
0: not very difficult considering how good the Giants are
1: <laughs> very good <laughs> that's fair
0: but yeah moving back to the offensive side of the ball the other two receivers that were picked that year carlos henderson and trent taylor uh do you want to start with good news or bad news i'll just
1: start with the worst news
0: okay worst news carlos henderson
1: <laughs> okay it's not really worst news uh but it didn't work out so well kind of got himself into a little bit of trouble
0: yeah
1: and i mean it didn't help that he had surgery uh almost right as he got drafted uh, on a torn ligament in his thumb and they placed him on injured reserve for the entirety of the 2017 season so his whole rookie year he was on the shelf uh and then it did not get much better as he was uh, suspended for violating the nfl substance abuse policy the next year was waived signed to the practice squad the next day only to be released about two weeks later found himself in a similar situation on the practice squad with washington Um, that didn't last long either and now he is a saskatchewan rough rider cfl
0: yes but did you see what is career record numbers look like as a saskatchewan rough rider
1: i have not seen his numbers in the uh, cfl i'm curious to
0: hear them but he, he has one reception
1: Ah, okay so he's terrible um because i sent a photo of carlos Henderson playing for the rough riders to the group chat a long time ago and he looks massive like i don't mean like fat massive he looks like he's been pumping 500 pounds bench presses 25 <laughs> times a day for six years so, to be fair,
0: that one reception was for 15 yards. So maybe you have a point. I,
1: I guess I got the only image of him making his lone career CFL reception. <laughs> I just can't believe how bad, like, we'll get to the good, but I cannot believe how awful Carlos turned out to be as a pro. Like, it's. Yeah. And, and we'll get to Dixon later. He's another <laughs> massive letdown, but.
0: I know you're looking forward to that one. Um, oh, I can't I mean, wait. I mean,
1: I, think, I'm, I'm I think with Carlos, to me, I mean,
2: I, I'm never going to be the guy that faults a player for leaving school early, like go get paid to play, right? And he was obviously, you know, somebody but- told him, you're going to get some money. And he was around three pick. He was 82nd overall that year. So, you know, obviously he had a ton of potential and, but it just seems like maybe from a matureness, a maturation, I guess, standpoint, maybe coming back to school for that senior year might've been a good idea, right? In hindsight, but.
0: Or he could have done something. If it was an maturity thing, he could have done something at the school to mess it up further. Like, Yeah, that, that's true.
2: Where. Yeah. If he had had thumb surgery before his senior season, right? Like, then that's a mistake because he was getting paid to have thumb surgery in 2017 <laughs> versus being at tech kind of rehabbing with a, with a G five college level staff.
0: Right. I'm sure Kurt Hester, Hester has some good exercises for it. Though.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's really, it's a bummer because obviously we watched him at tech and wanted nothing but the best for him. And hopefully he can make a career up there in the CFL or wherever he lands. Um, what's funny about, about Carlos too, is I have a, a grad school friend who is like obsessed with the Broncos? He's from the Denver area. I mean, to the point where like the dude only wears Broncos stuff year round, and he has like a full like <laughs> orange, like freaking highlighter orange suit that he'll wear.
1: He's gonna Just, blow up all of John Elway. Right?
2: Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. And so this guy, like immediately after they drafted Carlos, he hit me up on Facebook and was like, "What's this guy's deal? Is he good?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's great, man. Like, watch some highlight videos of him. He's." he's really great and then that dude gave me nothing but shit for like the next two years about how bad of a pick it was and i was like dude, i mean i don't know what to tell you i guess you're right but yeah so shout out steve the broncos guy if you're listening he's gonna hell, steve yeah but uh
0: <laughs> burning all the bridges tonight <laughs> next up again for that 2017 class trent taylor who was picked in the fifth round by the 49ers
1: more sadness
0: More sadness, but I guess more excusable. More hopeful. Also true. He played Springley during his rookie and sophomore campaigns in the NFL, but spent most of last year on injured reserve after a setback from an offseason foot surgery. That got pretty scary for a little bit. I know there was a time where it sounded like, hey, look, if we don't do something right now, you may lose your foot kind of thing. Right. Of course, had had Taylor stayed healthy, the 49ers would have uh, staved off that comeback to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and they would have been world champions. Because we all know Trent Taylor would have made that one possible, right?
1: He would have. Yes,
2: indeed. Yeah, I, I mean, not much to talk about uh, about his career so far, except we hope that he's been able to rehab that foot injury and, you know, get in there for the
0: 49ers. So
1: yeah, we all want our guys to succeed. It's just they have a really tough time doing it.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, let's go to 2016, <laughs> <laughs> which actually may, may prove Matt's point a little bit. Matt. Three players were picked in 2016. Can you remember who?
1: Man, I don't even remember how good of a team we had.
0: Well, the first pick was in the first round.
2: It was see 2016. We we lost the uh, the conference title game, right? Hey, wow, that's fun. That's a that's a fun memory. To Western Kentucky,
0: not not to Marshall.
1: No, yeah, we lost uh, the rematch with Western Kentucky.
0: So first round pick, defensive uh, tackle
1: was it? Oh, Vernon Butler. Vernon Butler, pa- Ca- Carolina, right? Yes. First yeah. defensive player for Tech ever to go in the first round. I think he was a New York guy for the ceremony i think he was I there in so. green room, wasn't he yeah i think he was yeah and he's had a i don't know like vernon's had an okay career i mean he didn't tear it up in carolina but his numbers for a, a nose tackle are okay i'm looking at him it's, right now
0: yeah it's kind of interesting because as a first round pick it did kind of seem like a flop early on where he played but wasn't spectacular and definitely didn't really feel deserving of that first round pick But going into last year, large rookie contracts allow you the fifth year option and you can accept or decline it before the season starts. So had Carolina accepted the option, Butler would be back in Carolina next year, but they declined it. And then Butler actually went on a tear. He had six sacks, three forced fumbles and nearly doubled his career tackle total right before hitting free agency.
1: Yeah. Not a bad time to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And he just signed with the team that's on the up and up, I mean, Buffalo for years has been a punchline. But uh, you know, defensively, Buffalo's getting pretty good. They have a playoff-caliber team, so maybe he'll. Get- i want to say winning a championship but i realize he plays for buffalo right making it to the afc championship game and losing yeah um, um, um but he did sign a decent contract uh, he got two years could be worth up to 18 million depending on certain caveats that he has to hit and he gets 9.3 of that guaranteed yeah hey Can't it's come a lot on more down money down. than i make <laughs> a lot more money than any of us will ever make except maybe daniel <laughs> So yeah, he
2: he's start he's played in fifty-two games in his career, started nine all in twenty nineteen. And then yeah, like you said, Nathan, I mean, last year's stats are, you know, up up until last year, he had 35 total tackles and looks like two sacks. And then he now has 77 and 8 sacks total in his career. So last season definitely put him on the map a little bit in the NFL. And then that rookie campaign, he played in 10 games. Um, forced to fumble and had one and a half sacks but really you know not what you're expecting out of your first round pick for sure so yeah hopefully he can get up to
1: Buffalo and you know get get to work i think he has a good shot at still making a, a good impact in the NFL i don't he's not going to be aaron donald
2: um it is also worth noting that on December 22nd 2019 he was ejected after punching jack Doyle of the Indianapolis Colts in a 38 to 6 loss
1: well at least at least he went down swinging
0: So I'll just assume that Jack Doyle deserved it.
2: Yeah, of course, man, of course he did. That's he, he will not be the last time we talk about someone punching a player on this podcast.
0: We are heading towards that pretty quickly. Up next, also in 2016, round four, Matt, it's your favorite player. Who are you about to talk about?
1: Okay, we all know, look, I want, a lot of this is going to have to be edited out because I could spend five hours describing how much I love and adore Kenneth Dixon. Yeah, Kenneth Uh, Dixon is the best. He's amazing. I I was lucky enough to transfer into Tech. uh, Kenneth's freshman year where he lit it up. He had those records that he broke that Marshall Falk had. Marshall freaking Falk. Yeah. 28 touchdowns
2: as a a freshman running back in college. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, he tore it up. I mean, he had so many spectacular runs at Tech. I mean, so many stand out. I I really wouldn't know where to begin. But if you ever want to start another baby boom, start playing Kenneth Dixon's high school highlights in public. Because (laughs) it's, it's... If you want to get fertility rates up, start playing that. If we had a
2: YouTube channel, we should just, like, have Matt side-by-side with Kenneth
0: Dixon's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I want to watch that.
2: (laughs) That might have to be a Pornhub channel,
1: actually. (laughs) It would be the most quickly flagged YouTube video that's
0: ever been to YouTube. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Kenneth Dixon's high school
2: video is like the most (laughs) incredible thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Why was high school career was great his college career was great
1: yes and he uh and that's something else too he was not heavily recruited out of high school for reasons i'll probably never understand but he got a couple of bites from some d5 schools arkansas said they wanted to see more tape on him which, <laughs> I, <laughs> which I, he had seven
2: touchdowns in the high school championship or something. i yeah. mean he arkansas it, came in with the offer after that
1: so they were like yeah. oh crap Wait. Yeah, they came in. They came in late, and they said they needed more tape, which again is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And uh, he just—he killed. I mean, he was awesome. He was awesome for Tech. I mean, he had a really, really spectacular freshman year. He had a down sophomore year, but that year doesn't count because it happened. Right. And then um,
2: somehow he uh, still gone, managed yeah. to to have you know hundreds of rushing yards, even though we didn't field the team. Right. Weird. And
1: if and if he would have had just an average sophomore year, he would have destroyed the overall touchdown record. It wouldn't have been a contest of senior. He would have destroyed it. But he came back and had a really good junior year, really good senior year, and then was drafted. Got drafted by the Ravens, and it just had. I mean, he wasn't hurt a lot at Tech, but since he's coming to the NFL. He's just, I, I hate to say it, just kind of been a dud. And a lot of that's because of injury.
0: I want to go yeah. year by year really quickly. His rookie year, he played fine in 2016. He was a number two back, no real issue, but a rookie. So not yeah. really expecting too much either. Played,
2: played in 12 games, 382 rushing yards, two touchdowns. I mean, like you said, not not, not horrible.
0: 2017 though happens torn meniscus in his left knee he missed the entire season Mm -hmm. 2018 another knee injury he missed only two-thirds of the season this time so that's progress (laughs) but then in 2019 fractured his knee just before the season starts Uh, and is out for the year
2: and knee injuries for running backs are like pretty much the worst possible injuries you can have
0: I'm curious to know if it was
1: all the same knee. Because if it is, at this point, it's got to be made out of metal.
0: Yeah, I tried to look into that a little bit. I didn't look as hard as I could have, I guess. But I didn't see anything that, that said it for some of the injuries, which knee it was.
2: Yeah, and in that, in that 2018 season, he, he only played in six games, like you said, Nathan. 60 rushes for 333 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean... That's 5.6 yards per carry. That's really good in the NFL. Yeah,
1: that's pretty damn
2: good. Um, so, I mean, it's, oh, man, it just sucks because without the injuries, who knows where he'd be right now? I mean, right, with everything. the
0: injuries still, I mean, that stat line and the numbers he's put up when healthy and I guess the college career, maybe even the high school help tape help him a little bit here because <laughs> he was signed by the Jets in December and he is loves. out of the board. Um, Hopefully they have some better knee doctors in New York so that we can <laughs> just blame the Baltimore knee doctors.
2: As of now, the Jets have five running backs on their roster. Uh, Frank Gore, Trenton Cannon, Josh Adams, Le'Veon Bell, and Kenneth Dixon. So...
1: And we all know the perennial starter is going to be Le'Veon. That's who their money's behind. And let's face it, the talent's behind. But Le'Veon has has a history of stupidity, as seems to be the case with several players that come out of Pittsburgh lately.
0: Yeah, that's not going to stop me Um, from picking Dixon in the first round of fantasy this year.
1: (laughs) He tears his meniscus when you pick him. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like immediately. (laughs) He just falls down. (laughs) (laughs) My (laughs) way! For Kenneth,
0: I love you.
2: Yeah, I mean, hopefully he can just get on the field right
1: like that's all we want at this point so just Please. be able to watch him again
0: so one more
1: okay yeah one more i one more I know, from
0: 2016 i know this one okay uh <laughs>
1: oh 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 no i got it i got it i got it it's uh Jeff. driscoll
2: there you go Yep, your boy
0: yeah but he was picked by the 49ers and in 2016 right after the draft here's what the 49ers qb room looked like from like top to bottom you had colin kaepernick okay. wayne gabbert right Thad lewis right. christian ponder Holy crap! And Jeff driscoll Uh,
1: yeah, and I don't think he made the team. That you...
0: He did not, and he was waived and claimed by the Bengals on those waivers and became Cincinnati's number two.
1: Yeah, uh, and actually, some fair playing time for a backup, and his numbers aren't totally grotesque.
0: In the last five games of 2018, Andy Dalton, the Cincinnati starter, went down with an injury and was out for the rest of the season. So Driscoll got to play those five years. Five years. That's what <laughs> it felt like in those five games. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> he did start yeah. uh, this past year on injured reserved and was released by the Bengals not too long after and then picked up by the Lions and also made three starts this past year because Stafford got hurt. And I don't think it's because Jeff Truskal is running around stabbing people. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if we follow jeff driscoll the there's a startling number of injuries right ahead of him on the depth chart
0: and they're all stab victims somehow yeah uh... yeah so i mean
2: his record as a starter is uh not great he's one in seven overall it was
0: the Bengals and lions like, yeah <laughs> it doesn't hey, know, matter not... who's playing quarterback
2: yeah uh, and i mean he wasn't bad really in any of those games he you know, he's he's thrown about fifty nine and a half percent completion, which is, you know, not quite what you want in the NFL, but perfectly service serviceable for a backup that's kind of thrown into action. Right. You know, look, maybe he's looking at a career kind of like Luke McCown's right, where he's a backup for seven different teams of his life. and, you know, makes makes millions of dollars quietly. Right. Like, who cares? Right. Like, that's that's a good life.
1: It's not terrible.
2: But uh, yeah, I mean, I think he showed some promise with the Lions too. I'm not sure. Is he still on the Lions or does he?
1: No, he plays for the uh, Broncos.
2: Oh, right, right, right. The Broncos. Let's see. What's their quarterback room look like right now? Drew, Drew Locke lock, is, yeah. is a
1: lock, uh, starting quarterback.
0: The note from denverbroncos.com dot their like team site, when he was signed, says quarterback Jeff Driscoll prepared to help Drew Locke, comma Broncos win games, whatever that means. To take a quote out of context by Jeff Driscoll, when asked about Drew Locke, Driscoll responded, "I don't know much about him." <laughs> he continued, <laughs> but "I won't."
1: Oh, he continued? Yeah. oh man, that's well that wraps up
0: 2016 that does wrap up 2016 2015 was the year that nobody was picked actually we were what if the real draft picks were the friends we made along the way
2: Oh, that's Yeah, Matt, do you have
1: any idea who got drafted in in 2014? Okay, I know one for sure because someone made a reference to someone punching someone in the face. Oh, yeah. Uh so that's got to be that? that's got to be my wife that I had cultural geography with, my first quarter attack in Dr. Koss's class, IK and Nimp Polly. Yep. Uh, I remember that man. He was he was extremely intimidating to walk next to after class was over. Also in that class was Miles White. Shout out Miles. He asked me how I did on the test. I said I aced it. He said, "Fuck." <laughs> 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 so he set two seats behind me anyway uh ik i know for sure i know he punched geno smith in the face yeah uh and then uh, was the other one defense yes um,
0: his nickname is a type of candy is it sweethearts no okay
1: <laughs> long silence <laughs> uh i don't know justin ellis yep yeah hey, jelly uh, oh jelly
0: yeah justin ellis started most of his rookie year less so the next year in 2015 and mostly rode the bench in 2016 uh who was he drafted to he was drafted by the raiders i am listed here as the oakland raiders even though that's not true anymore
1: uh and does he he doesn't play for oakmore though nope he currently plays for the ravens
0: yep what's up with all these guys going to the worst team damn it Sounds like you just need to get your priorities checked.
1: What? What am I, Hermione? Are you Ron Weasley calling me out in the staircase in the first movie?
0: I got the red hair to match it, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. But anyway,
1: he he plays for the Ravens now. Is that as of this offseason or as of last?
0: So 2018,
2: he was placed on IR after suffering a foot injury in Week One, and then he was activated, but. It- I don't know if he played after that on December 1st, 2018. Then he was placed on IR again in August 2019 and released by the Raiders on October 8th of last year then the ravens picked him up on november 12th and they actually re-signed him in march yes, so I, yeah,
1: I just saw that yeah
0: yeah he only played sparingly after coming back from injury last year but i mean he played well enough i guess for baltimore to give him another shot for next year
1: well that's cool i mean i'm glad to see that he's uh still yeah, looks, looks like a, he can stay on the roster
0: i mean he was he, a starter as far back i mean as recently as 2017 so
1: he is six foot
2: two three hundred and fifty pounds wow um, someone, yeah
1: someone called the police that that man is very large that's terrifying yeah <laughs> and that i'm sure
2: lies. almost all of that is his muscle <laughs> like oh
1: god that's, that's horrifying
2: yeah
0: going from one big boy to another the other all right. 2014 can't wait to talk about this i'm also not actually sure how to pronounce his name i feel like i should know that i.k. I. I think well, it's
2: speaking... just
1: Enim In- In- a In- Kapali, right i think Speaking of someone who had a class, it is
0: definitely IK. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nathan, you got
2: any stats before we talk about the
1: actual fun stuff that happened?
0: I mean, I could, but I just want to talk about the fun stuff.
1: All, All right. right. Well, I'll just very quickly say that in his very brief time in the NFL, IK had a whopping 16 tack.
2: That's 16 more than I'll ever have. His his sister plays in the uh, in the WNBA. WNBA. That's fun. So in 2015, uh I.K. had a camp, a football camp, at his uh, alma mater, Pflugerville High School in Texas. Um, And Geno Smith, the current, at the time, Jets starting quarterback, was supposed to come. Um, And so I.K. bought him a plane ticket. Uh, But Geno Smith (laughs) did not show up. (laughs) So IK confronted him in the locker room and apparently did not like Gino's response. And a a kind of scuffle broke out in which IK punched him and broke the man's jaw. His jaw was broke. so gino smith was like out <laughs> to oh, be this fair and
0: it, it, it it's a plane ticket and the price put on it was 600 dollars, which i guess is how much it cost to right. fly to fluerville so i mean that's an expensive plane ticket
2: yeah and hey and look Geno smith was getting that starting qb money and Ike was getting that like what fourth round draft pick money or whatever
1: yes <laughs> so not much
2: yeah sixth round draft pick money so okay all right gino i mean i I'm not saying that I condone breaking a man's jaw over $600, but I am saying that I got my boy IK's back. That's all I'm saying.
0: But you would condone breaking a jaw over $700.
2: Look, I'm not going to put a price on it, but I got my boy <laughs> IK's back. He he was in the right here. Gino, although this Bleacher Report article says that Gino didn't show because one of his friends died in a motorcycle accident and was sad. <laughs> Come so, on, Evan! I, okay, after Smith did not a- attend... Uh, I.K. confronted him and demanded that he refund the $600 allegedly used to purchase a plane ticket. Smith told him he would reimburse him the money, but then he didn't. So then he confronted him again about the money, and the confrontation ended in a punch (laughs) and a broken jaw. That is a direct quote from an inside source that talked to to Adam Schefter about what happened Um, in the locker room. Yeah, so here's a a further, hold on, here's a further quote. Adam Schefter tweeted: "It's not that Gino Smith didn't pay him back; he just didn't do it yet. He intended to pay him back, just not in time. (laughs) It's beginning to look like I shouldn't have my boy Ik's back. But um, Gino wasn't. I'll give you to the count of
0: three. This is
2: is not another quote. This is another quote. Gino wasn't necessarily apologetic and being in a way remorseful about the money.
0: What is this? You know drama."
2: He didn't pay him back and he was rather smug about it. So these guys got into it earlier in camp about this money. Gino put his finger in IK's face and told the guy, Well, you're not going to do anything about it. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the what tone I would take with IKN and, and Polly, man. Uh, I mean,
1: especially after he swung on a cop with tech. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I don't think Gino knew that. Uh, t-
2: Gino deserved it, another source said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that source? Geno Smith. <laughs> On himself? <laughs> I deserved it.
0: Uh, Did you watch him play quarterback? He's pretty... Odd.
1: He was horrible. Horrible. It's unclear how matters escalated,
0: but
2: Smith's finger pointing in IK's face was grounds for a punch, according to some.
0: Quote, that'll get
2: a man hit every time, especially one that hasn't earned respect.
1: <laughs>
2: oh shit man oh yeah uh, so, gino was out for six to ten weeks with a broken jaw so
0: so when cool. a team loses their starting quarterback to a defensive player punching him in the face what do you do you cut him and that's what happened and he ended up in buffalo punishment again. worse than death a punishment worse than death even though you just said that <laughs> they're on the up they're on the up and up but
1: they're cursed
0: IK, continuing his trend, got into another altercation, this time with an offensive <laughs> lineman, and this time not breaking any bones. But he did tear his ACL the very next day and then Oof. was released after the season.
1: Oof. Yeah, I- IK is kind of an idiot, although, please cut that out so he doesn't hear it and find me. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to find you. <laughs> That's a bitch of cultural geography. I don't know.
0: Yeah, Matt deserved it, said so one anonymous <laughs> source.
1: Should have put my finger in his face. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. one last thing about IK he was on the Raider roster for a little bit about a month before he was released again and apparently that month wasn't long enough for IK to start another fight
1: <laughs> oh my gosh man, man, we're all gonna get punched it's, by IK uh, it's really not funny he could kill all of them <laughs> yeah if, if if that guy can break like NFL starter caliber shape he, he could break that man's jaw with one punch what can he do to me <laughs> I'm pretty sure one blow to me would see me disintegrate into the tent <laughs>
0: but would he make you pay for the plane ticket to come out and punch you <laughs>
1: Oh I'll, 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 fly, I'll fly him southwest make him fly <laughs> oh, spirit i'll make th- make him fly spirit that's enough for him to punch <laughs> that's me in the face
0: $600 will buy you one check bag
1: <laughs> it was like how are you gonna make me carry on my bag for $600 bitch <laughs> and <in> the face? <laughs> okay. all right Let's, we got two. Uh, right. all right all right we love you i.k we love you man We love you i.k please
0: we, we joke because we love you and also because we're very scared. Yeah. <laughs> so two more players left, both from 2013. Matt, do you remember the players?
1: I know one is Quentin Pat. Yes, in round um, four for the 49ers. But I have not the slightest idea who the other is.
0: Offensive lineman, so I'll grant you that. He went to the Bears in round five.
1: Oh, man. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Jordan, Jordan. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, you're about to go there, right? Yeah thing to cut you off yeah that's yeah, fine it's yeah jordan mills earned that starting right tackle job to start his rookie year for the bears and started every game so immediately making an impact however he was waived before the 2015 season claimed by dallas and then released a week later so that didn't last long and as a cowboy he was then signed to the lions practice squad and joined the bills midway through the 2015 season Why
1: do they always end up at the bills
0: continuing his journey <laughs> through any every nfl team is it because the colors are the same That'd be my guess. Their jerseys look a lot like Tex.
1: Their throwback jerseys that they've, I guess, have now become their standard jerseys are gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all love red and blue here.
2: So.
0: And Jordan Mills got to wear those colors a lot. He played. He started five games for the Bills in 2015, and then every game for 2016, 2017, and 2018. Becoming a free agent, he was signed and then released, I guess, like a fish by Miami before the 2019 <laughs> season. <laughs> signed with the Cardinals wow. the this season. <laughs>
2: The Dolphins signed him to a three million dollar
1: one year contract and then released him before the season. That's kind yeah, of I like
0: money laundering, which
1: makes you wonder. I don't know how NFL contracts work. Would he get paid that money up front?
0: I doubt it's fully guaranteed. I'm sure yeah, there was a
2: signing yeah. bonus
1: involved in the contract, but five dollars—that's
0: five more dollars than I have. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, where, where's he at now? Nowhere.
0: So he signed with the Cardinals before the beginning of this year, but then he was hurt and placed on IR the rest of the year so
2: yeah and it looks like i'm seeing now on some news articles from arizona that um he has not been uh tendered an offer as of two weeks ago anyway yeah we'll
0: wait and see where he ends up kind of sad i mean he had a pretty good career even if it ends now he started 84 games
1: everyone always fizzles out speaking of fizzling out (laughs) Mm is that is your Transition to to Quentin Patton. My segue to uh, the incomparable four baby mama drama, Quentin Patton.
0: Yeah, of course. Our last player we want to talk about is RP Stewart. Just kidding, it's Quentin Patton. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Why would you do that?
1: <laughs> well, it, t-
0: it ties into something we'll talk about later. Oh I
1: h- hear the animus in his voice. <laughs> yes. I bet our RP Store's just
2: like a regular guy who like listens to tech podcasts and like gets Dunnies. dunked on all the time for no
0: reason. Just like just, guys, I was open. Come on. Just, just
1: <laughs> say this if he's listening to this show. <laughs>
0: we should have him on next week.
1: Uh anyway. So Quinn Patton. Patton.
0: Yes. Patton, like every receiver picked by the 49ers apparently from Tech, was injured for most of his rookie year, but made a pretty big impact, unlike Trent Taylor, in the final game of the regular season, reeling in a 29-yard pass to set up a game-winning field goal. And if I'm going that specific on his details, that means there, there weren't a lot because he only played sparingly in 2014, a little more in 2015. He was an everyday starter in 2016, but then got hurt released and then signed with the jets got hurt again in training camp and never saw the nfl again
1: you're failing to mention that when he was drafted he immediately bought a plane ticket to san francisco and flew straight there and then was yeah. told to go home because it was... <laughs> home because league rules the cba does
2: not
0: allow that sort of behavior apparently
2: but how yeah. much was
0: that plane ticket
2: six hundred dollars <laughs>
1: Did he punch the 49ers coach in the face when he was told to leave? uh, No (laughs) lie. IK right now is trying to figure out how to get to D.C., Columbia, and Kansas City. (laughs) He's got like a map with string and (laughs) (laughs) stuff.
2: Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Quentin Patton got released uh, after 2016, and that was the last we heard of him football-wise. Right, Nathan?
0: Almost. Uh, almost so remember the xfl thing that happened this past year that fizzled out well the year before there was another thing that fizzled out called the alliance of american football the aaf and he was picked drafted i think it was mostly assigned by which college he went to he got put on the birmingham iron
2: birmingham gross
0: yes the one thing you could root for in birmingham in the short history of the alliance of american football quentin padden would be a probably a hall of famer he has the fifth (laughs) most receptions in league history
2: this was the league that shut down like halfway through their season, right? Well,
0: they shut down the before the last week of the regular season. Okay. Uh, for comparison to the NFL, the NFL player with the fifth most catches in league history is Marvin Harrison. So I'm yeah. basically saying Quentin Patton is as good as Marvin Harris, and they're the if, same person.
1: If not better. Yes. Yes, of course. Also, Marvin Harrison shot a guy. That is also true. <laughs> please, please cut that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Matt's gonna have like 16 different people coming after him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please don't shoot me.
0: <laughs> oh man. That wraps it up for the the draft talk. I think we've gotten as much out of this yeah. as we can for now. But uh before we start wrapping up the show, one thing that we had mentioned in the past is that we have a voicemail box set up at 13235 gotech You can call there, leave us a voicemail. Uh we have a voicemail to play this week, and it's from my brother Jonathan. Hey, this is Jonathan. Um first question is uh about the grinder. As probably some listeners don't know, uh the grinder was the um band practice field. It was just the parking lot around the Joe, but that's since been removed with the whole uh women's teams. So where do you think the new practice facility should be? I have heard some ideas being thrown around by administration. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that.
2: Well, I would assume what they'll do is make the band practice on the football field um, at Joe A. Stadium because that's what they made us do in 2009 um, before they like officially gave us the grinder back for whatever reason. I don't know all the politics or whatever, but um, it was really annoying because sometimes the football team would decide that they were going to practice actually at at 4.30 instead of 3.30, like they told us um, that day. So uh, yeah, so I would assume something like that, where the band is kind of an afterthought, will actually happen. And I don't know what they'll do long-term. Hopefully they have some kind of plan for where to put the band, but...
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious. They're building the parking lot over where the soccer stadium was and the softball. They're kind of paving all that over, I believe was the plan. I wonder if that becomes the pseudo grinder now. Probably more nicely paved, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, I would assume they... (sighs) seems like the more modern design would be to have green space, you know, Somewhere. instead of just, like, straight-up asphalt <laughs> over the whole thing. So, oh, yeah, that's
0: true, I guess.
2: Um, and that would mean you can't use it for practice, like, if there's medians with trees and stuff, obviously, but...
1: Well, considering I know nothing at all about the band, uh, I am not smart enough to know any potential sites...
0: I'm just waiting for you to piss somebody else off, is really what I'm trying to do here.
1: Uh, Nathan or Madman. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say the band will practice in the smoking section of Thredox. I don't
0: think Redox is there anymore. <laughs> it was a crawfish place last time I saw it.
1: Hopefully it's been bulldozed. On the on the ruins of <laughs> <laughs> On the Redox.
0: So yeah again feel free to leave us a voicemail. Next week what we want to be able to do is look back at a game that was played that we can watch again on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Speaking of being sad about RP Stewart. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so next week what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that 2012 classic Texas A&M versus Louisiana Tech at the Indy Bowl in Shreveport Indy Stadium I guess in Shreveport. So the idea is we'll 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 rewatch it, we'll take notes, remember things cuz we were I think we were all there, right? the three of us at least yes i know i was so it may be interesting to watch the broadcast version of it well after the fact eight years later that feels insane
2: yeah i've i've never watched the entire game from the broadcast um i i have watched highlights of it numerous times but yeah i think the idea is we'll we'll tweet out the youtube link that we're watching and i think nathan you said it was in two parts because it's like literally the whole game including commercials and everything so yeah so we'll tweet that out and kind of our ideas for you guys to watch with us or watch ahead before the podcast and kind of we'll recap it as if it was a, a live game we just watched but we also want to bring in your thoughts about you know what did that game mean to you were you there what do you remember what did it mean for tech to be kind of in the spotlight that night like any any thoughts that you have right Um, you can either share them through a voicemail, or you can tweet at us, or I guess email us if you want. I'll I'll check the email before before next week's show, but we we typically record on Sunday evening, so if if you want to send us your thoughts before then, we'll try to include everything in the show.
0: Yeah, if you were there, even if you're not watching to get with us on YouTube and have something to say about the game or your experience with it, that would be great to hear.
2: Yeah, if this works, we'll do other classic games, and we'll even take, you know, if you want to suggest future games that we should watch Anything that's on YouTube, we're down for. So
0: and That brings us to one last thing, the Tweet of the Week. This week's Tweet of the Week is by Tech22, or I guess TechXXII, the mascot on Twitter, playing fetch with his friends. It wasn't the first time that all the bulldog and dog mascots had all gotten together, but I I really appreciated this video. It's one of the better ones.
2: Yeah. And uh, also shout out Addie the Bulldog from the University of Redlands, which is where my fiance went to school. So tiny liberal arts school um, also has a Bulldog that is uh, also in this video with Tech 22. So I'm trying to trying to work my magic behind the scenes and get them together. But, uh, you know. I'll, I'll have to keep you guys updated on that.
1: Yeah, please
0: do. it become its own segment.
2: <laughs> oh, Nathan, you're going to have fun editing this one.
0: Yeah. And on that note, that about wraps it up for this episode <laughs> of the Go Tech Please on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog where we'll probably have another post up this week. Hopefully I get that done by the end of the week. That's at gtpdd.dog. Again, our voicemail number is 13235 gotech And until next time, I'm Nathan.
2: I'm Evan, who hopefully isn't going to get punched by
1: IK. And I'm Matt. Uh...
0: And go Tech. Please don't get punched by IK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> please. My brother sent me a screenshot he's listening to one of our podcasts and said i guess i'll be your first listener
0: was both sad and unfactual so yeah
1: he's a he's a fucking bitch <laughs> Fuck hopefully you he doesn't
2: listen, hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode oh i hope he does <laughs>